Hello and welcome to this special edition of the Love Your Library podcast, where we're in the kids' corner talking about the summer reading challenge. I'm Mary Stone, co-host of our regular podcast, and today I'm here with our roving reporter, Ava. Hi, Ava. Hi, Mary. Can you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself? So, obviously, I'm Ava. I'm, I'm 12 years old. Um, I love to read. I use my local library a lot. I'm really grateful to have it so close to where I live. Whenever I have like a bit of free time, I love to just go out and have like an hour or two to myself in the library, just having a look around the books, seeing what um, authors I can find. And yeah, that's basically how I use my library. Can you tell me a little bit about the last book that you read? So the last book that I read was quite an old one, actually. It was called The Lady Grace Mysteries. The book was called Betrayal, so it's part of the series. And it's basically um, set in the olden times when the Queen, Queen Elizabeth, was reigning, Queen Elizabeth I. It's about a girl called Lady Grace. And so she's basically been left in the Queen's care. And so she's very well looked after, very wealthy. And it's about another um, lady called Lady Sarah and she basically gets kidnapped and taken away on a ship and this man called Captain Drake, he's, um, his boat is called the Judith. Let um, me guess, is he handsome? Yes, he is very handsome. I just could tell by the Captain Drake, I thought <laughs> he's handsome. <laughs> yeah, and he basically goes to save Lady Sarah with Lady Grace on board disguised as a boy, so she had to cut her hair and everything, which was very brave of her because I wouldn't do that. <laughs> and yeah, they rescue Lady Sarah and also another lady, and they come back a little bit um, shocked and a little bit frightened and stuff, but they they have a very safe return. So, so it's an adventure book? Ended. Yes. So who wrote these books? So you can find them under Grace Cavendish. There's three different authors that all participated in the making of the book. You're a seasoned expert. You obviously know your books, Ava. So can you tell us a little bit more about the Summer Reading Challenge? So the Summer Reading Challenge is all about getting kids between the ages of 4 and 11 to read in the summer holidays. Um, anyone who signs up is challenged to read six library books of any kind, novels, facts books, joke books, e-books and even comics. You name it. Any book counts as long as you get it from the library. If you finish, you'll receive a certificate and a medal. And if you signed up in Hampshire, you'll also be entered into a draw to win a Kindle Fire Kids edition. In Hampshire, around 26,000 children take part in the Summer Reading Challenge, which is amazing. Last year, 15,000 managed to complete the challenge. This year, the Summer Reading Challenge is Space Chase, celebrating the 50th anniversary of the first moon landing. That sounds like exciting stuff. Yeah. Um, well, I love the Summer Reading Challenge. I'm sure that you've taken part in it yourself in the past. Yes, loads. Yeah, how many books did you read? Well, I read probably read about six. Sometimes I try and challenge myself to read seven, but mainly I just stick to what we're supposed to do and read six. That's good, yeah. well done, well done. So you've got your medal and you've got your certificate on the wall. Yeah. Excellent. Coming up next, we'll be interviewing the Blue Peter Book of the Year award-winning children's author, Ali Sparks. To find out her thoughts on the Summer Reading Challenge and all the best things about writing for children, Ava, tell us a little bit about what it was like chatting to Ali. It was amazing. She was such a pleasure to speak to. She's got 49 books, which is incredible, so she's very busy. Um, and she told me that she was working on a few more books that will be coming out very shortly. They're part of a series. Um, so definitely keep your eyes peeled for those books because I'm sure they're just gonna they're gonna be amazing. Hi Ali, it's lovely to meet you. How are you? I'm alright actually. So tell me, what do you think makes a good book for younger readers? Oh, well there's so many things that makes a good book for younger readers. And of course every reader, like any age of reader, has a different taste and interest in what they want to read. 
But for me, it needs to be a book that grabs your attention quite quickly. It needs to be quite a fast-paced book, often action-adventure, sometimes with a bit of comedy or a bit of mystery. But for everybody, it's going to be different. So you've written more than 40 books for young people over the last 10 years. Can you tell me more about some of the books you've written and what they're about? Right, well, there's quite a few to choose from, isn't there? <laughs> so I'll start off with my first one. The first one's called uh, The Shapeshifter, Finding the Fox, and it's the first of a five-part series, which leads on to another five-part series and then another Shapeshifter book. So there's 11 of them in total. And The Shapeshifter is all about a boy called Dax Jones who one day discovers that he can turn into a fox, which is a bit of a shock for him. So it's kind of set in the modern world. It's set in a real world, but it's so it's sort of fantasy with a bit of a, sort of bit of a twist on, on, on real life. So that's my first, that's how it kicked off. Probably my best known book, certainly until quite recently, was Frozen in Time. And that was the one which won the Blue Peter Award a few years ago. That's about a boy and a girl who are frozen in time in 1956 and then discovered and defrosted in the 21st century by two modern day kids. The most recent is the Night series, uh, Night Speakers, uh, Night Raiders, Night Walker, and Night Terrors is coming out in the autumn, and then Night Forever is the last one comes out in the spring. So that's about kids who can't sleep, and there's a reason why they can't sleep, and it's because there's this weird kind of interdimensional beam that happens to be going through their bedrooms every night on a, a direct path it cuts right through all their three homes and it's sort of gone the very first time it came through it sort of went through their brains and changed them they don't know this obviously for a while all they know is they can't sleep so they're slowly going crazy but then they realize the same thing which has made them so weird and given them insomnia is also the same thing that's enabled them to it's the language centers in their brains have kind of caught light and they can communicate with any animal anywhere and as time goes by, they realise they can speak any language at all for humans as well on the planet. Nightwalker is your latest book, part of the Night Speakers series. What has been your favourite thing about writing vampire stories? Anybody who knows my writing style well will know that I tend to do a slightly subversive thing with the standard sort of stuff that's out. There's lots of vampire stories, there's lots of zombie stories. And I like the idea of them, but I like to mess around with them in my own way. So... Spin is a vampire, sort of. There's a backstory to Spin. There's a reason why he is the way he is. Um, and actually, he's based on a real life character, a boy called Sam, who is now 18. And Sam has a condition called porphyria. Um, he cannot tolerate sunlight and all, and all kinds of lamp lights, the, the flickering lights in, in supermarkets, in, in gyms, lots of public areas. There's very few kinds of lighting, it's a very low spectrum of lighting that somebody with EPP can tolerate. And the symptoms are actually very similar to what a vampire would complain of. You feel like you're burning, you feel like you're on fire if you're in the sun. Um, and your blood basically is the problem. And actually, this is connected with real vampire legend. There's a, this, this condition, porphyria, uh, a lot of people had it in Eastern Europe, um, particularly in areas like Transylvania, and they needed help. So they think the vampire legend arose from this because, for a start, they'd never go out by day. And they recognised that they needed help with their blood. And then they started uh, basically asking the housemaid who worked for them if she wouldn't mind donating a bit. Um, and there would be punctures where the veins go. So for, for very often it would be in the arm or possibly in the thigh. And also, of course, in the neck where the arteries go through. If you want to get um, that blood from somebody, that's where you do it. So it's a genuinely fascinating area where they think the vampire legend arose from. So it's actually relatively innocent. But obviously, every once in a while, things would go badly wrong and somebody would end up dead. 
So this is why they, the whole vampire legend they think arose. That's why I find the whole vampire thing fascinating, the real life stories behind it. And my character of Spin in Nightwalker and across the whole Night series, he is basically identifying as a vampire because it's a way of coping. Why do you think children like scary stories? I think everybody likes scary stories to a degree, and I think children in particular like them. I think it's a practice, it's a dry run for coping with things that might happen to you in your life. Now, you're unlikely to be attacked by a zombie or bitten by a vampire or chased by a dragon, but there are other things in life that will be scary. If you read lots of books and and your heroines or your heroes behave in a certain way or do certain things to manage the terrible things that happen to them, it gives you a kind of a, a dry run, a rehearsal in your own brain for how you might cope in an emergency. You remember what you've read, particularly if you've really identified with that character. And so I think parents who try to keep their children away from anything scary aren't doing them any favours. Children need to be scared, mm. but in a, in a safe way, if you see what I mean. Yeah. Do you like scary stuff? Yes, I do read quite a few scary stories, but not as like... I like to read adventure stories, so I won't really read as many scary stories as I do adventure stories yeah but the interesting thing about adventure stories is that often there are scary bits in them if you've got to know the characters and to care about them that those scary bits are that much more scary because because you're invested in the characters and you care about them I'm Mm. not really big on reading horror for horror's sake it's not my Mm. thing did you read scary stories when you were a child yeah I did I mean I like you I was much more into adventure than scary stuff I loved all the famous five books um and and all the Roald Dahl stuff as well so I wasn't majorly into the kind of the goosebumps type stuff. Tell me what you think about the Summer Reading Challenge. I love the Summer Reading Challenge. I've been involved in it for the past decade or more. I think you need that that momentum to pick up. When the school term is finished, the ten- tendency would be just to sort of let the reading slide. Um, but the Summer Reading Challenge keeps that momentum going and, and makes it exciting and gives children a chance to, to get out of the house, go to the library, choose their own books, get excited about it. And I think the whole way that the Summer Reading Challenge is set up is really engaging and really helps with that. This summer you've been running Scribe Tribe, writing workshop, workshops at Hampshire Libraries. What are your top tips for an aspiring writer? Hmm. The first thing is you have to read a lot because in reading you're studying the form. You're working out what makes a good story and what doesn't sometimes. Some books will not speak to you at all and you think well I'm not going to write anything like that. As writers we do tend to write the kind of thing that we like to read. So once you've done a lot of reading and you get the urge to write you know you just do it. It's as simple as that you know the more you do it the better you get at it. Yeah. But you've also got to be a bit brave and when you've written something let somebody else take a look at it. Somebody whose opinion you trust. A teacher will often do that for you as well so if you've got a good teacher that you like. They might help you out too. Mm. And then go for competitions. Not just things like the 500 words challenge, although that is brilliant every year. There's lots of other things going on. Check in your local library because quite often they know about writing competitions that are happening. Check places like um, CBBC website. Those places, they often run competitions too. You can get, get your parents just to do a search at children's writing competitions and put your county in or whatever and just see what comes back and what you can go for. And those are the things you need to do as a writer. Do you remember using the library as a child? Oh, yes. In fact, I wouldn't be here now if it weren't for Cobbett Road Library in Southampton because when I grew up, um, we were a family of four kids, uh, my mum and dad, all jammed into a little council house in Southampton. Uh, There wasn't much money to go around. There's no way my parents could have afforded to feed me all the books I needed. Um, And to be honest, to start with, I didn't need that many because I wasn't a very good reader and writer to kick off with. I was a real slow start. It wasn't until I was about eight or nine that I started to pick up 
And that was because I kept going down the library with my brother and sister. And because the library, like libraries today, didn't just do books, they did other stuff, did arts and crafts and interesting things going on to keep me going back there. And then one day I picked up Five Go to Smuggler's Top by Enid Blyton. Yeah. And away I went and then I never looked back. So I am actually a patron of Cobbett Road Library. I've been back there and done talks and things and they know how special they all are in the library to me and that library is really, really important to me. And building on my previous question, how do you think the library's changed for kids since you were younger? I think it's got better and better at yeah. being more entertaining and more interesting. When I was younger, there was still very much the whole idea that you went into a library and you were very quiet. Mm -hmm. And basically all a librarian was there for was to look over her glasses at you and go, shh, and then stamp your book on the way out. <laughs> Which, of course, that was never the case. Librarians then, like librarians today, do so much more. They're like entertainment managers and events organisers. They do so many other things other than just stamp a book. They know books so well that if uh, a child or a teenager or anyone of any age comes in and isn't sure what to go for, they'll talk to them a little bit and get a feel for who they are and then they'll guide them to a book that they think they'll enjoy and they're usually right. And finally, what's next for you? Oh, good question. Um, I'm just coming to the end of this series and, and then I might be writing a series based around my dog, my Labradoodle, Willow. I've written Aww. a series, uh, written the opening book of a series for her. Got loads of ideas knocking around in my head, um, which I'm quite excited about. And I'll definitely be keeping my eyes peeled for any new books that you've got coming out. Yeah, I hope you're working your way through my entire body of work. <laughs> yeah. That's all you've got to do Getting this summer. There. It won't take you long, only 49 books. <laughs> <laughs>
but then it's a boy who has learned more more stuff than most people in their 30s would learn about survival when he's like 14. I'm Eden. And how old are you, Eden? I'm eight. Eight. What's your favourite book? I kind of like chapter books, but I also like short books. Um, what are you reading right now? I'm listening to The Girl of Ink and Stars and Oz, but The Avenger. And then I've got a audiobook in the bag, and I think it's called The Chase. I'm in Stubbington Library with Rosina. What's your favourite book or type of book? Um, well, I like reading autobiographies and yeah. the um, Hope in the Ballet Shoe. That's good because I like ballet and that. I'm Edie. My favourite type of book is Pages and Co. Um, what's the author? Who's your author? Anna James. Are you taking part in the Summer Reading Challenge? Yes, I am. And have you completed it before? Yes. Uh, what are you reading right now? I'm reading Pages and Co. It's a really good story where this girl called Tilly lives with her grandparents and she discovers that she can book wander and goes into her favourite character's stories. I'm Jasmine. And how old are you, Jasmine? I'm nine. What are you reading right now? Um, Thing by David Williams. So you just want to tell us a little bit about it? This girl Myrtle is really naughty and she wants um, a thing and the thing destroys the house. Can you remember what your favourite type of book was when you were younger? Yeah. Yeah. Gruffalo. The Gruffalo. Ah, oh, that's a favourite of mine as well. What's your name? Felicity. And how old are you, Fel how old are you Felicity? Six. Six. Ah, uh, and what do you like to do at the library? Read books. Yeah, read books. What else? Mm, colour. Colour? Yeah, nice. What are you reading right now? Hungry Caterpillar. Um, tell me about it. What happens? The caterpillar. Caterpillar. Does he like eating? Yeah. Yeah. What does he eat? Apples. Apples. Pears. Well done. Does Cake. He have Cake. And then does he turn into a butterfly at the end? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what was your favourite book when you were very little? Can you remember? Peppa Pig. Peppa Pig? Oh, nice. It's fantastic to hear that so many young people are visiting our libraries. Okay, so the Summer Reading Challenge is on now until mid-September and we've got a whole range of events taking place across the county. Check out your local library for events near you. Don't forget, if you complete the Summer Reading Challenge, you'll be entered into a draw to win a Kindle Fire Kids edition. That just leaves me to say thank you to Ava, our Kids Corner roving reporter. Thanks again to Ali Sparks for taking part and being so great to talk to. Don't forget to subscribe to the Love Your Library podcast for our regular episodes with author interviews and reviews. I'm Mary Stone here with Ava. Bye. Bye. <laughs>